Hello, this is Design and Wine. Today's episode is about friendships. Yay! We're going to try to do this a little bit differently and just basically ask each other questions and see where the conversation goes. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so um, we want to talk about friendships, like work friendships, like relationships, and kind of the first thought that came to mind when we talked about this episode was that adult relationships are hard. Why, Louis? I, living in London, I have a, a perspective which I don't know if it applies everywhere. My, my initial thinking is that it's a city problem, but I'm applying it to London because that's where I've mostly lived, in that as adults, you go through phases of friendships and phases of networks. And these last a few years where they're very intense, they're amazing, you build some really good buddies, and then people just kind of fall out of your life. And I've had many of these phases, which makes it very difficult because when you're in a phase, you're thinking, oh, cool, I've got friends now. These are my friends forever. And we're all going to retire and have a great time together. And this is going to be amazing. And then that few years ticks on. And as has happened before, you think, oh, I haven't spoke to that person in six months, which makes it was just exhausting because you then have to kind of go through that whole thing again. And I'm not sure, as I said, I'm not sure if this is a London problem or a city problem. I'd like to know if this has also happened to you. I think my experience is very similar too, because I've lived in Paris and in Madrid, basically two very, like very big cities. Um, I found that making friendships, especially moving to a different country when I did move to France, um, was very difficult because suddenly the only kind of place that you go to every day is your job. Before it was school, in school you just kind of like you and your friends against the teachers or whatever, but like when it comes to the, like work, uh, everyone's like much more individualistic. Uh, you're there to do a job and that's completely fine. Um, but you also make friendships at work, right? And then you change jobs. And sometimes how do you, how do you manage to keep those relationships? Like maybe you move to a different country, maybe you go remote like I did. Um, and then suddenly those friendships are, even though they're good, they are not time-based, right? They're not like long-time friendships. So how do you keep them? Because with your friends from childhood, it's, it's easier to be like, go back to them and like ask them how they're doing and you have so much more uh, baggage with them. But with friends from work, how do you manage? Um, I'm really glad that you said the part about changing jobs because it's something I forgot. There is a very clear correlation at least in my experience between friendships and the jobs that you're working in and the intensity of those friendships, because people are busy and people in our industry, I think really typically really love what they do. So they invest everything into that situation now, which means you invest in the new relationships that you're building in the teams that you've just joined. The old people who you spent a really long time with, you can't fit those in at the same time as the new ones. 
but you also don't prioritize them because you've effectively built a work relationship, which is very close. If we're talking about your friends being from the, the office and that central interest of design or tech or writing or whatever it is that you're employed to do is all you kind of share. Whereas con comparing that to a childhood friend, you've experienced almost everything with that person, with those people to the point where you don't talk about components all day. <laughs> you talk about something else, which is kind of a problem too, because what you end up doing with childhood friends is talking about the past. And we always want to, well, at least I do, want to look forward or want to pay attention to now and not the past, which makes sustaining these things even harder because you're in a, in a sort of limbo of, well, I've got a work relationship, which is very intense about the thing I do for eight, nine, 10 hours a day. And I've got these other relationships, which are about something I used to do. Then I've got these family relationships were kind of a mixture of interests and um, familial connections. And you're kind of just like, whoa, what is any of this anymore? And you just get paralyzed. Yeah. Um, I think that topics of conversations are a huge driver when it comes to this topic. Um, I think maybe my, my rule of thumb when it comes to like moving forward with a friend, like kind of how does the friend from work graduate into a friend period? And for me, it's like the moment that you're able to have conversations that aren't about the thing that like got you, you together in, in the first place. So when I moved to Paris, all of my friends um, were from work and throughout, all throughout my four years there, everyone that was friends with me was people that I had worked with at the first company I joined there. And in the beginning, like we talked a lot about the thing that was common to us, like we gossiped, we like, it felt very personal, but it was still very related to work. And then slowly I, they just became my best friends, like not all of them, but some of them. And then we started traveling together. We started doing things that had nothing to do with tech. We purposely said like, let's not talk about work. Let's not talk about tech. Like it just felt like we needed that break from our day to day. And some of them ended up being my bridesmaids at my wedding. So it can happen. You can build those, those friendships. But I think that was also possible because we were all in the same situation that we were living abroad. And so something like being new to a city and to a country, to a culture that also like unites people a lot. Um, I find it much harder when, it, when you are going to work in your own city uh, and then everyone has their own like already like settled life or, or they already have their group of friends. I do think that's a, a perception that we have though, <clears throat> and it might not even be true. The larger the city, I think the more paralyzed you are by choice as well. And you end up just sitting on the couch doing nothing based on comfort. But I do, I do want to ask a question about what you mentioned before, when you said you were going traveling with ex work colleagues who then became friends. Do you think there was a certain time period that had passed, which meant that it wasn't a short work-based relationship, but then it transitioned into this longer-term friendship? Um, it's funny because I, I think like my best example of that was someone 
who became my friend instantly. She was someone I moved in, in March 2017, and she moved around the same time. I moved from Spain. She moved from the U.S., and she is from Chicago, and I love Chicago, and she loves emo and like punk music and I love punk music so we were like instantly like we knew we were going to be friends so we made an effort like even if we didn't know each other like we were right away like telling each other about personal stuff like it's kind of like we forced it because we knew it was going to work um so it didn't take me long I think it was like three or four months mm -hmm. into the friendship uh before we went to, uh, on a trip together um but with some other people, it took it took longer. Uh, not everyone has the same level of openness. You don't feel comfortable with everyone at the same level, at, uh, at the same pace. Um, but I think when you spend so much time with, with someone, like eight hours a day already, even if you're not like the entire eight, eight hours, but that's already a lot of time. I mean, I wouldn't call it quality time, but I mean, especially in that situation I'm talking about, like, everything revolved around work like we worked way more hours than we needed to we didn't have anyone waiting at home for us so we would stay after work we would have drinks together so it was like almost like an accelerated process of becoming friends yeah and I've kind of had the opposite experience when I lived in Australia for a bit I and again my projection I felt that people wouldn't engage to that level with me because they thought that I wasn't going to be there forever, which was actually true. I wasn't going to be there forever, which meant that you were kind of in this push and pull of, do you invest time in a relationship if it's only uh, tem um, temporary, which is a shame, but I think that's the sort of human nature of this whole problem, hmm. particularly if you live in a city where there's a high chance of lots of people living there from other countries or cities in a temporary way and it really yeah, it sucked my friends ended up being from the uk <laughs> because obviously that's a shared interest but you're all in this very um comfortable mindset of this is an experiment i'm going to live here for a certain amount of time and then i'm going to go home and then you create a divide so I, I, it's, it's funny that you had that positive and I had it negative, but I guess the, the friend being from the US probably had an impact on you both approaching it in a certain way. Yeah, I mean, definitely different cultures approach friendships in, like, in a different way. This is something I've always loved about Americans. I always connect with Americans really quickly because they are very open in general. I, I don't want to generalize, but they're more open than let's say Spaniards. Like um, they, it's like they, it, it feels like, even if it's not exactly true, but it feels in the moment that they're giving you everything that they have, they're giving you their full selves. Um, and they're very good at small talk, uh, which I am terrible at. So like, <laughs> it's great. Um, so definitely my fastest uh, friendships have been with American uh, like uh, North American people. Um, okay. But I think that it's it's curious that you, you, you mentioned that people like wouldn't invest time in being your friend because they thought you weren't going to be there for a long time. 
uh, and this may be a little bit off topic, but it, I think it, it feels to me like it's applicable to every relationship, right? Like, wh- where do you choose to operate from? I, I don't remember where I heard this before, but someone said that you can operate from fear or you can operate from love. Um, and if you operate from fear, you may choose not to engage in a friendship or a relationship or whatever, because you may get hurt because it might be hard to say goodbye because you might not have a lot of time with the person. But I think if you just find someone that you connect with, regardless, I mean, you never know how long you're going to be around in general. Right. So why not? Like it's in a way like adopting a pet, right? Like, you know, it's not going to be forever, but like it, you get so much out of loving that pet. Uh, so I think with friendships, it's it's the same. Like you, you may not get all the time you want with the person, but you, you know, if you connect with them, why not? And if you let's go back to the the work based friend example, not your your specifically, but general. Mm-hmm. If all you ever talk about with somebody is work, but you do it a lot and frequent frequently and in, in non work environments, is that a friendship? Or are you just working all the time? <laughs> um, I think it can be both. Uh, mm-hmm. I have experienced headaches from too much work conversation, even when it <laughs> felt like you're just at a bar with a friend. Um, if you're not able to step out of that field, it's probably not a friendship. It's a work friendship, like just like plainly a work friendship, which is another way right like it's just like being friendly with your co-workers which is better than not I guess the challenge is that so we're coming back to like interlinking topics here which is cool the challenge of the I will keep my work relationship at a safe distance mindset means that you're going to end up in a situation that I just described of people not investing back in you and they would people feel your intention i think when you're approaching certain situations like this and i find it very difficult actually because when i'm at work i'm very on i'm switched on i'm paying attention i want to do my work and i find it very difficult to build relationships because i find it that i'm not working and it's really hard to deliver less work and build community and build relationships in the office for me because of my perception of what work is and then when we go to let's say we all go to the pub after work or something like that I find it hard to not talk about exactly what's just happened for the past eight hours because it's still fresh in my head it takes time yeah um but do you do do you bring those topics up like let's talk about this work thing or like this what happened or like do you leave some space for people like to introduce other topics that are not work related? Mm. Well, I'm usually fried after a, a day. So I'm usually p- quite brain dead, but because everything's so fresh, it's kind of still bubbling away and you want to get it off your chest mm-hmm. quite like that. But then, yeah, of course I'm, I'm actually desperate to talk about other things, but because I'm somebody who has seen that to be passionate about the job as well, it's kind of a, a synonymous Louis and design and all the things must be talked about all the time. But yeah, I'm, I'm almost desperate to talk about other things. Okay. So let me ask you this as someone who like 
you obviously like very focused on, on your job and then you have like community, like work that you do, a lot of things that are related around the same topic. How, how do you manage with non-work friendships and relationships to like relate to, to connect with them while not talking about work? This has changed dramatically in the last two years because my profile has increased and some people see me as an opportunity, which is unfortunate, but that's what happens. So there's a certain amount of trust that needs to be built immediately before I know whether this is a friendship or a, a networking opportunity or a connection or a business opportunity, basically, uh, which, which then kind of means that I'm almost always at work. If I'm hanging out with people naturally who are in the industry through proximity and the conversation circles around what I do, there's a 24 seven opportunity for work conversation. But I think you've just got to crowbar in or out, I guess, the work side to try and learn about other things. And that is, uh, it takes time and you've got to show some of yourself in order to get away from that. You can't expect people to talk about what their favorite movies are unless you ask them or their books or whatever they like to do. And it's kind of being human like, rather than treating it like a, a project. <laughs> Even those friendships can be projects. I think we need to step a little bit backwards and say, like, why do I want a friend? And what could this person offer to me in my life? What could I offer them? Are we compatible? see what happens and then invest the time which is actually difficult like we said before with the sort of transient nature of city-based relationships it can be hard to find the time to do these things but you have to do it you have to do it consistently otherwise that will fall out and like i said before that friend will slowly slip out of your life so you have to be consistent like you do with a relationship you've got to turn up um and unless you do that it's going to fizzle out so talk about other things and show up consistently. Yeah, this is something I've noticed um, this past year since I quit my job. Friendships have been a big focus of my time. Um, I kind of made it a, a thing like to say yes to pretty much everything. Uh, if someone was like, do you want to grab lunch? Do you want to, um, I don't know, get drinks after work, their work, not mine. Um, and I was just saying yes to everything. Um, and I've noticed how much more I get out of meeting a friend, like in terms of energy, like coming out of like having drinks or, or, or meal with a friend, I come out so energized and I feel like I really connected with them. And it made me really sad because I know that that's not sustainable when I do have a job. Because again, like you spend so many hours focused on the same thing, like your brain is fried afterwards. Um, so in the end, that's how you realize that the more that the more we grow, like the fewer friends we have, and we keep the ones that feels effortless to spend time with. But I still find it very sad because there are a lot of people that I love very deeply that are my friends today that I know I'm going to have to prioritize some people over others when I do have more, um, like work, it's, it's a step thing, but I think it'll be that way. Okay. I have a question. Do you think we should be trying to make less friends? 
Um, I think it's just a matter of like being realistic with our time. Um, and I think in the same way, um, I think you can also like stack efforts in this <laughs> specific uh, topic. Um, you can find moments in your day to like text your friends and like be like, oh, I have a, an hour of energy today that I feel really energized. I'm just going to WhatsApp like five different friends. So I think you can, you can definitely like juggle with more friends. But the idea is that each friendship should feel like you are cultivating it and you are giving it all the energy that you have that is allocated for, for friends. Um, I think lots of friends is difficult to juggle. Yep, I would agree. I think the what a friend looks like in the past 15 years has changed massively too, to the point where you you could have this perception that you've got a friend if you text them once every six months and have a conversation short, a short conversation, then don't hear from them again, rather than having to go out of your way to invest the time and build up that sunk cost in the other person. Mm -hmm which you would have had to do before. Uh, I've, I've got or had very good friends who I really don't speak to very often because they're just not texters. But then we also don't meet up because the nature of what a friendship means now is very different. So now I would naturally gravitate towards the digital <laughs> friends in air quotes because they haven't been validated yet. And then you end up making hundreds of friends and at the same time, none, because the investment is so minimal that you're really losing a deep, deep connection with people. So yeah. then I want to ask you about what's the difference between an active and a passive friendship? Is there a difference? Should there be one? And should we be okay with that? Um, I think to me, that means like, friendships that are different in different stages and friendships that the relationship is based on different principles. Um, for me, it's important, like some of my childhood friends or my closest friends, it's important for, for me to right now in this moment, it's important to reach out to them. And I do it regularly because I have the energy right now. And so in in this moment, if I, I talk to my friends like once a week, twice a week, they also reach out to me once uh, or twice a week. So that doesn't feel like, that feels like it happens on its own. But then there are other friendships that I'm actually in the process of building mm -hmm. right now. Um, and it requires a little bit more mental effort for me to, to reach out to them because it's not part of my routine, right? Like I just yeah. met them. So um, I make an effort and I remind myself and then some other people that are I consider like friends these are people that I will see at work or that I'll see in, in in an event or in a very specific setting and we don't really reach out to each other because that's not the friendship the kind of friendship that we have but it's still it's still a connection worth keeping I think I don't know what do you think yeah, I would agree. I was just trying to think about whether there are certain definitions of 
relationship with people. So you've got acquaintance, you've got friendship. Are there many other different ones? Because I definitely have people who, if I see at an event, we have a great time with. We'd catch up, talk deeply, get to know each other really well again, and then not see each other again for a, a really long time. And I think that's actually great because you don't need a daily connection with every single person in your life. That's probably unhealthy. I think it's probably the challenge of getting to that point. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think through an example of somebody who maybe is in that realm for me. I think one of us went through a bad time and we bonded over that, but we opened it up enough to allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. When it comes back to that honesty and that truth that we've kind of touched on a few times, if you're true with yourself and you're true with other people, then that opens up the door to become friends with somebody in a really deep level because you're going to remember that thing that they told you you're not going to remember what their opinion on the weather was that day yeah and this is where the the small talk thing was funny when you mentioned earlier because I I was thinking is small talk useful or is just the ability to talk to people useful and unfortunately not everybody has that skill or wants to have that skill so Our industry in particular is full of introverts who would recoil at the idea of going to an event by themselves. So do do we have any advice for those people? You, You want to meet people, you're not necessarily inclined to open up your heart to a stranger, but you're desperate to, what, what do you do? Hmm, that's a really good question because uh, I'm so biased towards like my experience and yeah. it's hard for me to I consider myself an ambivert if that is really a thing mm-hmm. um, and I think sometimes I'm extroverted almost to a fault and I'll overshare um, even at work uh, which in itself uh, it's a huge privilege because I've had the luck to work at places where I was able to be my full self at every level. Um, But I think it's just maybe paying, paying attention to those potential connections. Like if there is someone else who is also an introvert, like maybe that's someone worth like making a, an effort with to like start a conversation. Um, maybe, yeah, I don't know. What do what do you think? It's hard for me yeah. to think as an like full introvert. I've gone through introverted, extroverted phases, depending on what's going on in my life. I think, and it, because I so talking in, introspectively first, then I'll think about other people for a second. I would always lean on my career interests as an intro to meeting people. So that would be going to a very specific design event either because i know somebody who's going to be there that i've seen talking about it on twitter or because i'm just going to really try very hard to get out of my shell mm-hmm. and go up to a group and say hello what did you think of the last talk it's very difficult to do that but the more you do it the, the easier it's going to be and then this is my experience of what happened is i would go to something recognize somebody from Twitter and say, hey, we spoke on Twitter about this thing. So this is why the networking bit comes, becomes important. Then the next event I go to and I see them again, we've got a connection. 
Or I might recognize somebody from a previous event, another one, and say, hey, weren't you at X thing before? Yeah, what did you think about it? You build this relationship, and over time, that sort of snowballs out of control in a good way. Uh, if My advice for somebody who maybe doesn't want to do that is what interests do you have? Try and find interest groups based off that. Digitally is probably the easiest thing to do at the moment, like an online community for chess, if that's what you're interested in. If you work at a large company or a larger company, there's probably interest groups from other areas of the business. I know that internally we have interest groups for basically everything. We've got a Slack channel for everything that you could think of. And people join that, for example, guitars or woodworking or something like that. And people can nerd out about it together. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to become friends with them, but it's going to allow you to flex the friendship making skills that are required which is communication effectively. And then when you apply that somewhere else, you might have more confidence to do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. Uh, I, like, I just said that I'm an ambivert and the idea of just coming out to someone and be like, how would you think of that talk? It sounds terrifying to me. So, yeah. I agree. It's hard. Okay, so let's uh, finish on like very simple question. Like, work friendships yes or no definitely i think if you're a career-minded person career or work-based friends are really your only shot at making some longer-term connections because you spend so much time focusing on that area of your life but you just need to invest the time consistently like we said before to make sure that it's it's something that you're you're really buying into Otherwise, it's going to fall apart, like, like we said. So if you're, if you're a career-minded career, career person, work-based friends are really, really great. Just be conscious that if you move job, it's going to require extra effort to maintain that friendship and that relationship. But as long as you're aware of that and you're both aware of that, it can work out. Yeah, cool. I agree with that. But also, boundaries are okay and they're important too. Um, let's never forget that. Um, okay, so I think that is going to be it for this episode. Great. Thanks, everybody. And we'll see you all in the next one. See you.